I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. Welcome to another episode, listeners. Uh, I'd love to introduce you to my guest today, Mr. Lee Broders, who is an international veteran business coach. How are you doing today, Lee? I'm doing very well, thank you, Gavin. Yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm outstanding. Thank you, Lee. Um, Perfect. <laughs> an international veteran business coach. So you really specialise in helping veterans, I guess. Do you just want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so um, I'm a veteran myself. Also, I've been an imposter. Um, but what I do is I help people who go from um, being employed um, I do help people transition out of the military, but mostly people who've left for a year or so realise that they're not happy with their life or the workplace, which is a very common thing, and help them find a passion-based business that they can they can start um, so that they can be in charge of their own life, um, going from the mindset, the motivation and modification that they need to actually launch a successful business. Amazing, amazing. Um, why don't you just... Fill us in a little bit on the background. What did you do before? How did you come into this industry? What inspired you? Oh, so, so I was originally I'm, I'm from Birmingham, UK, not Alabama. Um, I was brought up on an estate in Birmingham. Uh, I had loving parents. Um, a lot of the people you speak to here have bad stories, but I had a loving parents, lovely family. Was good at school, apart from the fact that I only came out with one qualification, one O level at the time. Um, which didn't do too well, but I, I was joined the army, so it didn't matter. Uh, I joined the army at 16. I then left at 26. And as I was leaving, there was um, a lad I was serving with, and uh, he went on to make millions by starting his own businesses. But I remember him saying, work for yourself, not someone else. Make yourself rich. And it always stuck with me. So I got out. I, I did about four months of jobs, odd jobs, whilst I was waiting for the right job. And then it just dawned on me that why didn't I start my own business? So I actually did. Uh, I've been working with computers um, whilst in the last part of my military career. So I started an IT consultancy, starting off building computers. Um, and we're talking in the early days, this was in 96. So this is when computers could still be built and they were quite expensive um, to build. But then I started getting into consultancy. I then started doing uh, working for corporates. When I say working, I can consult into corporates. Um, and I did that for a few years. Um, I, I then started other businesses around it, knowing that having just one form of income or one source of income can be dodgy because you never know when you're going to lose one source. Um, and, and COVID's proved this hugely, um, and I'll explain that in a bit. So I then started an equine centre. I got into properties. Um, sold the equine centre, bought another equine centre. Over the years, I've, I've had a number of businesses and different partnerships, other partnerships in bit limited companies, being from property through to mediation, through to motorcycle and vehicle repair. 
all these things, lots of different ones. Some have been very profitable, and as I said, I've been able to sell on. Others, however, have been a huge money pit and have nearly bankrupted me. Doesn't help, but what actually does help is the fact that I, I, I learned the pitfalls. I know what it's like to, to have a, a letter there saying they're going to repossess your house. And believe me, it's not nice. I managed to save it, but it's still not nice. So going on through these years, through years, working within, with the IT, I was still doing bits of IT, corporate, um, working with the corporates. I did a fair bit of mentoring with the people I was working with. So the new, the new graduates had come in. I'd, I'd work with them, help them find their feet, and they'd go off to sunnier climbs, and I'd, I'd, I'd be left doing what I was doing. Um, the same with, with the other businesses I'd got. It's, it's bringing people in. And mentoring them, um, the properties, um, the horses, uh, the cars and the, the bikes I was working a lot with. So then all of a sudden, co been going through, I, I started shredding bits and pieces on and had a bit of a, a burnout, breakdown, whatever you want to call it. I was, I stopped doing physical exercise. Um, I stopped doing everything that I was doing and I just sort of, closed in and uh, I was speaking to someone and as we were talking um, they said oh you, you talk quite well to people and you're personable have you ever thought of being a life coach and I was like don't be so stupid it's not a real thing it's not people what people pay for you to talk to them and I was like don't be so stupid he said well therapists say you get paid and psychologists I said well I'm not one of them what I did do because I was feeling in, in, in a rough place was I actually went off and looked into life coaching, not for helping other people, but for helping me. And I found that I could actually do it. And I started helping people. And this was about three years ago. Then COVID hit. Um, I've, one of the businesses we've got, me and my wife, we're photographers. Uh, we've got a photographer business. And the other one is a mediation business, both of which just came to a dead halt. So when I said about multiple sources of income, I had to up and go back to getting more IT consultancy and, and doing work with that and started pushing the, the, um, the coaching. But it was just to a few people that I, I was working with. And then it's gone on from there, on from there. And then when we were talking about people, I was speaking to someone coming out of the military and they said, oh, I'd love to start a business. And I said, well, why don't you? I don't know how to. I've, I've only ever done school and the army. They'd, they'd done 22 years. Okay, well, do you want to help? So that's how it came into it. What I'm passionate about is helping other people. And as you can probably tell, I enjoy talking. I'm also a good listener, which is what's helped me get through everything that we, we, we do and when you're working with people. But it's, it, it is about helping other people. So my passion is finding, or I'm finding that my passion is to help other people. And by doing the stuff that I'm doing with the coaching, it does... I'm able to help them make changes in their life that are drastic enough for them to live a limitless life. Awesome. That sounds amazing. Then. It, it, it's interesting to me that <clears throat> people have to go through something that I guess we consider negative uh, first in order to I guess, find their passion and their purpose, right? And um, I guess that's what you found in those dark times. But I've been in those uh, dark times myself, and it's 
it doesn't seem like there's light at the end of the tunnel there when you when you're in it but there is so for anyone listening there is light at the end of the tunnel if you don't know how to find it reach out to somebody that can help um lee you um you say you're passionate about helping others to create more time money and freedom I think that's a very in-demand kind of subject. How do you help people find this time, money, and freedom? So it's, it's as I said, it's helping someone start a passion-based business. At the, at the end of the day, when we're an employee, we are paid what our employers deem our worth, which means there's always going to be a cap on it because they want to make money out of us. So one of the things about having freedom you need time and money to freedom a lot of people look at money as being a bad thing but it, money is a facilitator and time is the most valuable resource we have in this world plutonium gold all these things once time's gone we can never get it back and i learned that late on in life um and i missed out a lot of time with my, my, my children and I'm not looking at doing that with my grandchildren, but that, that was it. And when, when actually you realize that wealthy people are not people who are financially rich, they're people who have time to do what they want to do when they want to do it. Um, so they, they set their alarm clock, not because they have to, it's because they want to. And a lot of the people who are wealthy that way are facilitators to helping other people get there. So, for me, it was starting my own business um, because I was in charge. I could decide who I work with, either my clients or the people that I employ. Um, what that gave me is then I could actually not have to be in the business. I could work on the business, not in the business, which meant that it gave me more time to do the bits I wanted to do. And the side effect of that was the more work that was coming in, the more money that comes in. The other thing about being a business owner is that you can control your taxes. Everyone hates taxes, but they are important. However, when you're an employee, you then get a choice in your taxes. As a business owner, you can actually, you've got more control. I'm not saying you don't pay them, please don't. That's that's a ter terrible thing to do because you end up in, in jail for that. But you can write off a lot more. That's why a lot of businesses give expenses to their employees. It's not because they want to be nice to their employees because at the end of the day, an employee is just a number. There's no security in any job that I know of because if, if they're struggling, they'll get rid of you. And COVID's proved that as, as, a, as a perfect example. But what it allows people to do is to create um, the, the time and the money to actually go and get the freedom. So I always say that time plus money equals freedom. So there was something I did learn at school, the algebra. That's awesome. Um, I want to pick up on something that you said there. Uh, some people seem money is a bad thing. Is, is money a dirty word and why? I think it depends. Also, personally, no, I don't think it is, but I'll explain why. So we're told that um, money is a bad thing. 
normally by people that, and certainly I, I came from, from Birmingham, I wasn't in a rich family. Um, but people's relationship with money, a lot of it is from how they've learned. It's like beliefs that we have and, and, and the relationship with money is a belief that you learn and you either learn it from other people or your own experiences. Now, a lot of the people that you actually talk to or you can talk to, oh no, and, and you hear it, money's bad, money corrupts, money doesn't actually, I, I don't believe it corrupts, what I think it does is amplify. So if you've got someone who's not a nice person, the more money they get, the more you see they're not a nice person. So if they're doing stuff that is horrible, money just gives them, it's a, money is a facilitator. And when you can actually get your head around that to have a relationship with money, because as I said, it is a relationship, whether it's a love-hate relationship is, is up to you, but it facilitates us to live the life that we want and desire. Without the money, we, we'll always work for money. It's just the amount. And when people say, oh, well, he's got too much money and he's an idiot or he's greedy and well, actually he's worked for it, what he might be is um, not a nice person, but he'd be not a nice person without the money as well. Because you get the inverse, you get the people who do have lots of money and give so much away to charitable organisations. To um, and I, I can't think off the top of my head. I normally I've got a name that I can use, but they they use their money for good, and it's what we should all be doing. It's just the fact that, as I said people's relationship with money needs to be in a good position and they don't have to love it but they have to like it instead of hating it because it money itself is not bad it's the person who wields that money in my opinion so how can somebody know if they've got a money block um good question so, so when they, they put limits on themselves, so I, I was speaking to a, a client earlier today, actually, and I said, so, so how, much, how much do you want to make? Oh, well, probably about 100,000. And I was like, okay, why? I just need to be able to do this, do this and do this. That's perfect. That's, that's what you want. But how can you help other people? Because you'll still be, you, you won't be financially free. So I, I look at towards financial freedom where, You've got money coming in without having to work for it. And it comes, but no, I take that back. It's not you don't have to work for it. You've made investments um, in whatever way, whether it's stocks, shares, anything, but, but something or a business that will bring that you don't need to be in. You don't need to do your work in every day, which means you can actually spend your time. And it comes down to the time and freedom of your business. You can spend your time doing the things that you want to do to help other people. Now, coming back to the money block, because I went off a bit of tangent, which I'm normally quite good at doing the tangents. Um, it's, it's stuff that we learn from our, our parents, our families, our own experiences. Oh yeah, well, I, I, I lost many years ago some stock, I did, oh, stocks and shares, try that. And I lost a lot of money on it. And I was like, oh, I'm never ever doing stocks and shares again. However, the stocks and shares that, or the stocks that I invested in was from Bert down the road. It was in the pub saying, oh yeah, my mate's a stockbroker. He said to do this. I went, oh, 
you know, I said, oh yeah, just go and do this. So I signed up and lost money. I invest now in stocks, but I understand what it is. And investing in yourself is the most profitable thing. And learning how to do things right, for me, is the way that you don't make mistakes. I still make mistakes, don't get me wrong, but they're not as big as they were. And it's only when you can actually, um, oh, what's the words? It's because you learn from other people and your own experiences, all of a sudden you go, no, no, money is not good. Um, only rich people have money. And look, look at how idiotic they are and how they're whizzing around and doing all, all this pollution. Or, However, if you were to actually say, how much good could I do if I had that money is a different, a different thing altogether. So like I says, I don't think the, the money blocks are a personal individual thing that will have to work through. Normally the coach, a mentor or counselor or something like that, they, they, all our beliefs are something that we've learned. So we can earn them and relearn them. So the fact of money is just a money blocker is just a belief that we have to re-educate ourselves on. There's probably a few people thinking at this stage in the conversation, yeah, I've probably got a money block or two. I want to be a millionaire tomorrow. Let's unblock this. How quickly can you unblock something like that? There's no quick fixes in life. <laughs> I can tell you that now. I wish there was. In fact, if it was, I'd be a billionaire because I'd have painted it. Um, it's all on the individual. It all depends on every... We're all individuals, and because of that, we're graced. We've all got the ability to do whatever we want in our life. That's my... And I say my belief. Um, I've done a lot of things, be that from doing my law degree at 42, my master's at 47, learning to fly, paraglide, dive. All these things... I learned in later life, relearned how to do them. So the people that say, well, I want to do it, well, they can. They just have to get over, they have to ask the questions of themselves to be able to unlock the blocks, if that makes sense. It because I was going to say, me. we've all got the answers inside us. And the only, so Gavin, the only expert on Gavin Scott is. Gavin Scott. It's kind of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> I do consider myself somewhat of an expert on the subject. I'm glad you do, because you are. No one else can answer the questions that you pose. Indeed, indeed. It's, I really hope the listeners are getting value from this, because there's some really nice insights here. Um, <clears throat> So I'm just going to pick up on something else you said, which was work on the business and not in the business. And I never actually really appreciated this until life taught me a good lesson, which was exactly that lesson. Would you like to just perhaps explain the lesson for people? Yeah, so for me, it was, and it's a great book called E-Myth, but it says about most people who, business start it as the doer or the i think they use the word technician but i layman so it's the doer they know how to do that job so someone who's a builder a brickie does the bricking however 
when you start a business, you've got other bits and pieces in your mind. So looking for new business and managing yourself. And the explanation they use in, in is you have the doer, you have the manager, and you have the entrepreneur. Your entrepreneur is the one that's going, let's go and do this. Let's go and do this. We can do this and this. Your manager's going, well, trying to, trying to pull the entrepreneur back down to earth and say, right, whilst trying to manage the doer. And the doer's going, actually, I can just do this. If what You're just all in my way. Get out of my way and let me do my job. However, because we've become doers and we start as doers, that's what we look at. So we know how to do the job. We don't understand the facts of, but, and it's the, the, sometimes the minutiae and, and the bits around it, the, the accounting, the marketing, the sales. Oh, yeah, a word from, we'll get it from word of mouth. But when you're so focused on doing the job, you'll only ever your business will only ever be the size that you're, you can let it be by doing that job. When you actually bring yourself up, and it's a bit like, I don't know if people have been in a helicopter, but when, when you see the, um, on the telly, when they, they zoom out and onto the earth or away from the earth, and you've got a piece of flat ground, which then becomes a sphere. It's being able to have a, a bird's eye view of what you're doing and where you're going. And a lot of a lot of businesses, when they start, they 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 start as the do, and they go, "I'm going to do this." They don't set themselves a vision. And when I talk with people, I say, "What's the biggest vision you could have?" And they go, "Oh, I don't know. How about you have a building firm that's building a thousand houses a week?" Well, that's too big. Make it big. Your vision is the biggest thing that you can aim at. You then have a mission statement which is how are you going to get there? Well, how do, how do I get there? And it works with plans. But then also the one thing that so many business owners don't think about is their exit plan. How, 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 do, you, how do you stop the business? Do you sell it? Do you, as, as I say, with my business, the business, some of the business, I'm out in a box. I, I'm leaving it in the, certainly the coaching. You know, I can do this until I'm grumpier, grumpier old man than I am now and, uh, and be able to do it. But it's when you actually, when you can actually look and see into onto the business instead of into the business, and it's like the cold face. You're so busy trying to make money. When you actually expand yourself out and look down on what you're doing, you can see multiple income streams or different ways of doing it, more efficient ways of doing it, and more practical ways of doing it. Yeah, it's so important, that fact, like, <clears throat> particularly if you want to grow your business, because it really stunts growth if you don't. Um, another question has just disappeared out of my mind. Um, you help people go from employment to entrepreneurialism. Um is there a lot of hand-holding in that? Um, again, it depends on the individual. It really does. There's some that come in and in the first conversations, it, I, the words are, I, I, I'm not clever enough to have a business. I, I can't afford a business. I don't have time to have a business. People make excuses. 
for not doing stuff as opposed to actually taking action and doing stuff. Um, as to handholding, some people literally, it, it can be they're very focused and they're, they're going for it and, and, and you're just feeding them along and saying, well, have you thought about this? And they're, and they're telling me more, more than I'm telling them, which is, which is a good thing. Sometimes they get to a point where they stop and then you've got others who, who, as I said, the ones that are focused on wanting to do it have already made that decision. They need help on the business side. There's a lot out there who, who'd love to be, and I say the word love because it's a great word. They'd love to have their own business, but they're scared of what people might say, of how to do it, how to start it, how to, well, how can I start? How do I start my own business? What do I put, do a business on? Like I said, so I, I spend time, one, unlocking their, trying to unlock their beliefs. I can't say perfect at it, but perfect, there's no such thing as, it's more persistence makes per, uh, permanent. So um, it's, it's a fact of each person's an individual and allowing them to find the answers that they need to be able to release themselves. Um, as I said, so back to the actual in hand, some people more need more handholding than others. Some people don't. And it's a purely individual thing. And I work holistically anyway. So it means that they work. We work together to help them. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> with your transition from your old sort of role to being a coach, who had the most impact uh, on you in your life in that regard? Um, that's a really good gurus. I think actually it'll, it'll come back down to my dad. My dad worked hard all his life. Um, he passed away a couple of years back. Um, he ended up with Alzheimer's, but he was in the beginning wasn't supportive of what I did um, business wise. He didn't want me to join the army, and I always wanted to prove to him that I could do it. Um, so he he's when I talk about like motivation, he was the motivation that I wanted to make him proud. And he told me that, and I still kept doing it, but then I realized that the reason I'd felt that way is because he was the one that was my idol. He was my hero. Um, I, I miss him every day. Uh, I know he's with me in my heart and mind. But for me, he, the way he, he always smiled, he was always polite to people. He, was, he had the ability to, like me, talk to anybody. Um, and he, he put people at ease. And I'm so glad that I've, I got that from him. Well, I hope I've got that from him, as I should say. Um, but yeah, so so for me, if you are you talking about people out there at the moment who are doing what I'm doing? Yeah, because we all have to learn from someone, right? Yeah. So I've, I've got a, a number of mentors. Um, so I've got Jason, for wealth growth of Jason Greystone, for marketing, Richard Woods. Uh, for photography, I've got Damien McGillicuddy. Um, I'm just working with uh, someone called Brendan Burns now, who's over in America to, to work with American vets. They're, they're people I've worked with who, I don't, they've done what I'm wanting to do. So I've always said, 
go go and find go and find someone who's doing what you want to do and let them guide you because I, I don't class myself as a pure coach because I, I, I say I'm a mentor, a coach mentor. I will guide people along the way. I'm not going to let someone self-sabotage their business. So therefore, also, is that, it'll be, is that a good idea? And they're still going, yes, it's a really good idea. Are you sure it's a good idea? After about the seventh time, going, are you sure? I said, look, if this happens, this, 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 what's, what's this end effect? And they go, oh, that's not a good idea, is it? But sometimes you have to speak to people and just guide them. Um, so yeah, and I think we should all have mentors, and we should all we all have people who have done what we want to do. I couldn't agree more. Um, I know when I started my training or uh, journey of discovery towards mindset, that uh, I instantly became obsessed with certain mentors, and then took on certain coaches. Uh, only obviously now to be doing some coaching myself, which is really rewarding. Um, and I love I love being able to help people also. Um, <clears throat> what have you what's your like favorite book that's perhaps had the most impact? Uh, see, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. You look at the stories and they're all parables in a way. But the thing is, is when you go through, and anyone who does it, and, and you will do, you'll start going on a journey of self-discovery. And it's not about having a favourite book because there are so many out there. But each book that you read or listen to, I'll do a fair bit of listening to audiobooks. So if I go out for a bike ride, which is probably dangerous, but go out for a run, got a walking as long as my wife's not there because then I have to listen to her talking so uh, I, I did try it didn't work too well I got, got slapped around the head for that so you listen to books whilst you're walking um doing anything and there's so many and, and if you just take one or two snippets from each book and put them together they become you so and, and so things like um I'm just trying to think now so things like when you're trying to create a business, oversubscribe to make sure your business over like Daniel Priestley, you've got um, James Clear and Atomic Habits. Habits are so important for us. They're repetition. Um, David Goggins, um, Can't Hurt Me, um, an ex-Navy SEAL, really good, but it's about, it's about mindset. It's about getting on and making sure that you're in a positive mindset, a good mindset, and you feel that you've got the ability to do whatever you want. Um, and so I'm just going to turn around now because there's there's quite a few others there. Um, yeah, th things like Miracle Morning, Think and Go Rich. It's taking little bits of each and implementing those bits that will help you in your life. What would you say amongst your clients is the biggest mindset hang up? When you first start for me, and I would say it's the, the belief that they can have their own business because they've been told through school and everything else that they've got to go and work, get good grades, and then go and work. For, get, it's all about getting a good job. If you get a good job, you're successful. But that good job means you're working for somebody else. And because it's been indoctrinated into it, and one of the things that I... I 
I was speaking to another coach actually, actually on a web, um, on a, a podcast, and I'd said about school bells and school. And she said, "Well, do you realise why schools had bells?" And I was like, uh, "No," because I've gone about the industrial revolution. Schools were designed to create workers and still are. And she said, "Well, in in the factories and the mills, they used to have a bell to start work. They'd have a bell to stop work and rest." They'd have a bell to start work again. And schools adopted that so that it conditioned children to work to the bell. So when the bell went off, they wouldn't go, oh, what's that? And they, oh, it's time to work. Oh, it's time to stop. It's time to work. It's time to stop. It's lunchtime. So when you actually start working through, and, and I, I don't like the word indoctrination, but it's the fact that if you're coming from a, a family who've, who've not owned businesses, it's harder to have the mindset to say, actually, I'm worthy to own a business. When I first started this one, as I said, my dad was my hero. He goes, what are you doing? Go and get a good job. I was 26, blimey. And he said, no, you need to go and get yourself a good job. I said, I'm going to start my own business. Ooh, is it a good idea? All of a sudden, straight in my mind was doubt. And you go, oh, no, is it a good idea? It turned out it was. But for me, it's the people around us tell us that they, they put doubt in, they don't believe in us. And they're not doing it sadistically or, or nastily. It's just that they've not ever thought about doing it. And that's that for me is the biggest problem is people coming thinking they're not good enough to own their own business and to, to make millions, if, if possible. The only cap that they the only cap they've got is what they put on them themselves. Absolutely. I think that's so true for any of us. Um, can you see the words on the board uh, behind me? Stay outstanding. Yes. Your, your head seems so... Because you look like the invisible man. <laughs> it really yeah. depends on what clothes I'm wearing. It just kind of like... <laughs> oh! Sometimes I'm levitating in midair, you know. Oh, brilliant. Excellent. Yes, yeah, so I can see habit observation feeling yes i can see the words would you like to pick one story wow wow i say wow because it's amazing how many people pick that i'll pick another one if you want <laughs> but no perfectly happy to go straight into story it's just it's it's always just like we're, it's, we're drawn to it almost, you know, like, I don't know how many words are up there. Let's say there's, I don't know, 70, 80 words, maybe. And people pick story. It's the most picked word out of uh, all. Wow. I don't like the fact I'm common anymore. <laughs> we are all outstanding individuals, Lee. Thank you. Um, let's talk about story. Uh, how important is the story or a person's story in their mindset transformation? It's a huge, for me, it's a huge, and other people I work with, it's a huge, huge thing. Because story is what we tell ourselves. It's the, the way that we, we relate to our past, our present and our future. The past we, is, is already written for us. We, we, we can't change it. And so many people 
dwell on that. The present, well, actually, this is it. It doesn't get it, it doesn't get much better at this present moment. The fact that we're still alive is a bonus. Um, so therefore, the, the story is, is what goes, and then we'll talk about the future, carrying on that. On the future, that's yet to be written. We can do whatever we want. And I remember someone saying, I want to be an astronaut. Okay, do it then. Oh, no, I want to go to space. Okay, that, you can do that. Oh, how am I going to do that? Well, they're, they're doing space travel now. Cost too much. Ah, but it's not impossible. It's just the, the cost of it. Therefore, if you work to that, you can do it. And this is it. We, we can do whatever we want in our... I, I, like I said, it's my belief. And as I've said before, I've, I've, I've done things that I'd never thought I'd do. Um, I never thought I'd take, and I've got a Master's of Law. Um, I'm not keen on heights, and I managed to learn, do paragliding, climbing, uh, parachuting, and also uh, learn to fly a plane. So all these things are, are things that we can actually go and do, and I, I think we should do. Coming back to the story, the story is what we need to tell ourselves that we can do. You, you, Gavin, me, we all have the ability to write our own endings, our own story as it goes. Like I said, we've got the past, that's already written. Now we can write the present and the future to allow us to have the happy ending. So that, that it amazingly ties into what my next question was, which was, you've told us a bit about your past. We've been talking in the present here. What does the future of Lee Broders look like? So I, when I started doing it, and, and I, a friend of mine, Mark Richardson, who's a medium, we were talking, and, uh, and actually I was on his uh, radio show, uh, Paranormal Radio, and he asked me the same question. And one of the things from, uh, from Daniel Priestley, and he always says, dream big. If Put your number on it and dream it. And I thought, how many, how many people do I want to help? So I actually put it out and I was like, All right, I'll write it down. In my vision, and this was last year, so I don't know how many, but my vision was to help 10 million people within 10 years to help inspire and positively influence their lives so that they can lead a life that they desire and deserve. That's an amazing uh, vision or dream. How, how are you going to get there, Lee? 10, 10 million in 10 years? If we just that's a down good to question. Year, that seems like that's a, a very good big, question. Big um, so I do coaching one-to-one. -one. Uh, I'm reaching out um, on... I do a lot of um, talks on social media, a lot of videos on helping. And it's all, it's all, I'm a great believer in the more you give, the more you get. The more you, you give people, the more they'll help out. And the other one that is paying forward. If you pay forward, it will come back to you in the end. Um, I never know when that is, but it's happened a couple of times and it's been amazing when it has happened but it's about getting out and giving value to people telling letting people know that they can do whatever they want so i'm using a lot of social media at the moment um i do videos on they're just small talks but they're they've got something that how to do there, there are a lot of how to's in it 
So if, if you're feeling, um, and I'll talk about one, one about mentors and the people that have mentors. Well, Tony Robbins had a mentor. Um, Bill Gates had a mentor. Um, Mark Zuckerberg had a mentor. In fact, I think Bill Gates was not. Um, Steve Jobs had a mentor. Um, Warren Buffett, and this was one that really blew my mind. Warren Buffett, I, his mentor was um, Benjamin Graham. And that's on the, and I was like, oh my God, I've got Benjamin Graham. I didn't know that. Um, Audrey Hepburn and Bette Midler, I think it was. But, but all these people have mentors so that they can, can get to where they are. But that's how I, that's, at the moment, that's how I'm doing. I'm reaching out. I'm looking at um, launching a course um, in January um, to help people start their own business. It's um, getting there. I say hoping to. But yeah, and it's about people reaching out. I find I get people come to me, but the more I'm putting out, it doesn't really matter how many people I influence. If I influence just, if I help just one person in, in my life, that's enough. The fact I've set myself a huge goal just means that I need to fulfill it now. Um, and, and there's many ways to do it. So I do a lot on social media. Um, I, get, I get a lot of people coming in, contacting me and ask, asking me, and we'll have a half hour session with, with someone just to, just to talk through stuff. And I might never hear from them again. Sometimes they come back. A lot of the time they come back for more help. But it's it's just pushing myself out there. So as coming on today, I'm, I'm really, really chuffed. To, um, I've done a few podcasts. I'm looking to start my own podcast. So I might I might reach out to pick, to pick your brain on that one because I'm at a bit of a loss at the moment. Um Always, it's, always it's, happy to help me. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, and, and that's that. How, how do I do it? It will happen. I'm a great believer in the law of attraction. I'm doing a lot of work in the background. Believe me, it might look nice and smooth. My legs are going like that underneath, just like the swamp. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a work in progress. I gave myself 10 years. I'm hoping that it will be before then. How I measure it? That's the bit I'm not sure of. Well, you're going to have to have some calculator or some kind of measure. <laughs> it's gonna, 10 million is uh, eight figures. So, yeah. But I wish you luck with that. That's a great, great, great ambition. Um, phew, it kind of blows the reason my mind. I go 10 million, Scott, is, uh, Gavin, sorry. <laughs> If I only get to 5 million, it's still higher than the 1 million that I've put a ceiling on. Now, it might be that I end up smashing the 10 million. And if I do, I'll just lift it up again. But unless we aim high, we'll never get, we'll never get where we need to. And we'll always, if we limit that's achievable, we'll always hit that as a, as a what is it, a, a glass lift or something. Basically, you, you, you won't get past it because you've done it. You have to restart again. Set yourself high. And even if you don't get it, you'll get be a lot higher than your initial point of uh, aim. In business, what's more important? Passion, purpose, perseverance, profit. Yeah, I can tell you what's least I'd say you've got three there that you need and the profit comes from the other three. 
So your passion, your persistence. There was another P. What was the other one? Passion, persistence, uh, purpose. Purpose. So, yeah. So profit is a, in fact, as we go back, algebra, if we talk about algebra, passion, um, purpose, and persistence equal profit. You need all three in equal measures because the one thing that you, and the persistence is you, you need a purpose. You need a person. My purpose is to, to help people. You need the passion. You want to help people. And you need the persistence because how many times have you done something and you don't know how far to the end that you've been or so close to the end and you give up? If you're walking up a hill, you find, and there's this place like Scarfell Pike, which has got so many false tops. You get to one, oh, another one. Oh, you, you, can, you can give up. Only when you get persistent and keep pushing at it will you get the profit, as long as you've got the other two as well. Like I said, in my opinion, you need those three. Profit, profit is a byproduct of your passion, purpose and your persistence like it i like it a lot i agree um what would you say your usp is to other coaches for instance what, what what's more usp different to other coaches yeah i mean you know why would people come to lee broders Let's invite people to come to Lee Broders. I've no idea. Oh, I could I can tell you seven reasons why they couldn't come, shouldn't come to me. <laughs> so <laughs> it comes down to the fact that um one, I'm passionate about what I do. I, I really am. Um I wear my heart on my sleeve. What what you see is what you get. Um I'm not <laughs> funny enough. Someone said about it because a lot of the time I'm either in a shirt or a, I'm sure, certainly a shirt or a waistcoat. And someone said, Oh, why don't you just wear a t shirt? I'm not a t shirt entrepreneur. I'm, I, I wear shirts. And actually, I'm comfortable in shirts. I never used to be. I'm human. As I said, you actually see what you get, or you know, yeah, actually, you see what you get and you get what you see. Um, I'd like to say I'm honest. Um, I'm. I'm not shy to, to stop you doing something stupid um, in your business. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm willing to listen. And it doesn't matter how big a problem is. You, as the client, can get over it. In fact, only you can get over it. I'm just here to facilitate and help you find the right answers that fit you. Awesome, man. So um, for anyone listening and uh, anything that you've said has resonated with them, if they want to inquire about your online, it is, is it an online course? Yeah, um, 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 that's in the process. It's, it's, when I say online course, it's a live course. So it's going to be uh, live um, masterclasses for 12 weeks on, on, on starting your business. Though I will, I do put a caveat on it. I don't know anyone who can start a business in six months to be profitable, but it's about taking the first steps, taking action to do it. Um, 
and not sitting back going, oh, look, I, I want to do this, but I'm not going to. So if anyone wants to inquire about the course, if anyone wants to inquire about coaching, if people just want to reach out for a chat, how can they get in touch? So I'm on Facebook. Uh, in fact, I don't know anyone who's not, who's not on Facebook, actually. Um, so I'm on all the social media sites, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Twitter. I've even got a TikTok account that I post to, but I don't post to, if that makes sense. It's, I, I see some of my, my mate's obsessed with TikTok and he's, he, he, I'm like, wow, look, look, at, look at the stuff you could read and be watching instead of this. this. Um, I, my, I've got a web, uh, website. It's uh, Um So yeah, and I, I think it's, it's about, I'm happy to have a chat with anyone and it's not just veterans I work with, but I, I do get a passion from working with anyone who wants to move from employed to being a business owner. Awesome. And uh, just one last question for you today, Lee. What does stay outstanding mean to you? Stay outstanding. It means not giving up. It means keeping ahead of the game and having the courage and conviction in yourself to stay outstanding. Thank you very much for that, sir. A great description. Um, Lee, it's been incredible sharing this time with you and thank you for uh, gifting the audience lots and lots of uh, information and, and, and value. Um, I can't wait to see you on your journey to fulfilling helping these 10 million people. I'm really looking forward to it and I'm really excited for you, man. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for the invite. I really appreciate your time and the people that listen to your thing. Good luck to everybody in the, in the future. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it, rate it, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.